Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 67, recorded October 16th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, an important Locky Awards update, Cruise Crack Historic Hanford Vault, update on the Game Boy Car Theft Tool, a different approach to combination padlocks, several video recommendations, an update on Red Team Tools, a new Black Belt Picker, several new products, some new meetups, a locksmith story, lockpicking criminal stories, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can, if you don't already have one, you can find a podcasting 2.0 compatible app at newpodcastapps.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube or Odyssey. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. And you can find a full show notes with all the links at thelocksportscast.com. I have a couple of important announcements before we get started. Uh, my last package to Australia cost $85 to ship. Apparently, Australia is only accepting express packages from U.S. Postal Service. I don't know why, what that's about, but that's what they told me when I went to the post office. I checked a few other places, but they were even more expensive. So it's kind of weird because the previous package I sent to Australia was like 20 bucks. So the world is in a kind of a crazy condition right now, and the uncertainty that that creates, especially in regards to shipping costs and shipping times, I've decided that I'm going to have to indefinitely suspend all further packlock giveaways. I just, there's no way I can afford shipping costs like that, and there's no way I'm going to tell somebody, hey, you want a free lock, now all you have to do is send me $80 for shipping. That just sounds like some sort of scam. I might as well ask them to pay with prepaid cards or something. I'm still going to be tracking submissions and logging entries for the rest of the year, but at this point, I don't know when or if the actual giveaways will happen. Just depends on what happens in the, uh, in the world in the next few months. Also, due to the same shipping uncertainties and costs and problems finding something suitable and affordable, I have made the decision that there will be no physical trophy for the Lockie Awards this year. There will be an awards program still, but no trophies will be shipped. The good news is that drastically reduces the cost of the awards program, and my plan is to create some sort of special version of the the logo artwork for the 2021 winners and grant them rights to use it, basically how they see fit. Uh, More information later as I get the, the details worked out, but it means that for those of you who are asking about sponsorships, I won't need that much money to cover the costs this year. All I really have to do is cover the hosting costs of the website. So I'll I'll figure something out, but it's not going to be much to to sponsor categories this year. If you if you want to do it, even it's not necessary at this point. And I have a quick correction from last week's episode. I'm Gummy sent me a Twitter message last week with a story that I didn't see until I was preparing for today. The story he sent was one that I actually used last week. Somebody else sent it in too, but he didn't receive any credit in that episode. So to make up for that, I'm adding a credit here at the beginning of the show. First up in the news this week, crews crack historic Hanford vault to pave way for cleanup progress. This story out of Richland, Washington. 
So at the Hanford nuclear site, a vault in the 231Z building was built to protect the site's plutonium during the first decade of the national defense operations. The plutonium was refined in the building's laboratory, carefully packed in shipping boxes about twice the size of a shoebox and locked in the vault. The vault was the last stop for the plutonium before it was shipped off-site for weapons production. It was heavily fortified and guarded, and very few people had access or even knowledge of it. Today, the 231Z building containing the vault is set for demolition as part of the site's ongoing environmental cleanup effort, but before that, crews are preparing the building for safe demolition by opening the vault and characterizing and removing any potential hazards inside. To access the vault, which hadn't been opened in 20 years, locksmiths from site services provider Hanford Mission Integrated Solutions worked with CPC Co. to drill through the heavy metal door. Workers then used a pry bar to unlock the door manually and allow crews in personal protective equipment and respiratory protection to enter. The opening of the vault was ultimately anticlimactic, but confirming the vault is vacant paves the way for progress on demolition and cleanup of the site. We also have some updates on the Game Boy looking car theft tool that was mentioned in a couple of the stories recently. There was another article, this one called Car Thieves Arrested After Using a Nintendo Game Boy Knockoff to Bypass Security. And in that article, it goes over a lot of the stuff we already know, but it said, so how do these devious devices work? The devices are sold by Bulgarian tech firm SOS Auto Keys. They can be used to record data from cars. With this data, the vehicle will recognize the device as an authorized remote to control its entry and ignition. The device is marked as the most advanced locksmith tool available by SOS Auto Keys. The devices have been on sale since June, and as shown above, they look like a Nintendo handheld. The United Kingdom Automobile Association noted that while SOS Auto Keys has stated the gadget shouldn't be purchased by anyone with unlawful intentions, the device could easily fall into the wrong hands. And linked to that article was a video. The video was entitled Key Tool for Kia, Hyundai, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Infiniti, and Toyota, etc. And it was on a YouTube channel called CN Auto Key. The description read, no key, no OBD, no lock pick. Only that device will open the car and will start the engine, and the device can be as a key. Kind of broken English, but you kind of get the idea of what they're talking about. If you watch the video, it shows the device in use, somebody actually using it to unlock and start a vehicle. And to me, it looks a lot more sophisticated than what I originally thought, which was the one article seemed to indicate that they thought it was a relay attack. It looks much more sophisticated than that. It has a list of different car types. It does some sort of scanning operation. And following the information in that video, I found the page on cnautokeys.com for this device being for sale. They call it the CNP114 Key Tool Kia Hyundai Mitsubishi. It's listed for $24,000 US. And the description reads, that device isn't necessary to plug it anywhere. No OBD, lockpick, or other device. 
Only you have to touch the handle or press the keyless button. Then, mach- then the machine will calculate you the key, open the car, and start the engine. The device has 10 position memory, so you can keep 10 keys, and it will start the engine, whatever you wish. Also, you can erase the position and do some other vehicle in that position. Also, the device has, quote, Pandora device included full version to catch the Siglas lock and unlock. I'm not sure what that means. But anyway, looks like a pretty sophisticated device. And it's for sale on the internet. I think it, it's $24,000 and it was like $400 shipping or something like that. Anyway, if you're curious about all this, uh, links in the show notes as usual. Moving on to community news, we had a recent video from Devian Olaf on his channel about the current status of redteamtools.com. In the description, it says, yes, it's true. Our redteamtools.com website has been in maintenance mode since September 30th. When will you be back online? Many have been asking me. Well, the goal is for all the upgrades and such to be complete by October 18th. And when the site relaunches, please feel free to use the coupon code REDTEAMOCTOBER at checkout for 10% off all purchases for the rest of the month. It's our way of thanking you for sticking with us during this period while we've been migrating to a whole new system. I will have links to Deviant's video in the show notes and also Red Team Tools, but he has he gives a few more details in the video than in the description if you want to check it out. And over on Reddit, there was a post by the Bad Wolf 1234 that was titled I have somewhat of a different approach to combination padlocks. In that post was a video of what appears to be a Sergeant and Greenleaf 8077 being dialed with a stepper motor and opened by a hobby servo, the shackle being pulled by the servo, in a 3D printed holder. In the comments, he said, I've got five of these locks from work and only had the combo for one, so I 3D printed this jig and made a bit of coding to brute force them. It's slow, but it works pretty well. He also said he's working on a version 2 at the moment with closed loop with encoders and faster speed will cut the two-week task a bit. Anyway, I found it very interesting. If you haven't already noticed, I love the contraptions like this. I love seeing people build devices to, to break locks. It's fun. And it shows some ingenuity. Moving on to interesting videos this week, Mr. Blackmagic again with his video 58, Fab NZS 3B 3x4 security pins picked and explained and lock cam. What's really cool about this is the lock. This is a cool lock with three rows of pins and three sidebar-like devices that interact in a completely different way than we're used to seeing in most sidebar locks. You should definitely check out the video. It's a really cool mechanism. And also a channel called Moon UA put out a video called Multi-Lock Omega Plus Teardown No Picking. But I found the lock incredibly interesting. So the description on the video says, This Italian-made Multi-Lock Omega is absolutely massive. Weighing at 3.5 kilograms, it's the biggest lock I've seen. Eventually I'll pick it, but for now I'll show how to do all the bolts, latches, and levers work together. So this lock is huge, and it contains a gearbox that actuates the four main locking bolts. It also has a 
normal retractable latch mechanism, and below that is another separate bolt operated by a separate cylinder. Somebody was serious about building this lock. It's just, it's massive, and it's uh, very, it's got to be expensive to build, very expensive to build. And then a video I ran across in a link on Reddit was by Max Stuff. The video was called Lockpicking Lawyer Parody, Master Lock's Biggest Flaw. And it's just what it says, a short but fun little Lockpicking Lawyer parody. So I thought that I would include that here just in case somebody needs a, a laugh. And last but not least, Lockpicking Cuber put out a series of videos called Lewis Coolen's Extraordinary 3D Printed Trick Locks. And the description on the first video reads, In this video, I will solve Lewis Coolen's amazing 3D printed lock puzzle from 2015. It's the first of four, so watch out for the next three videos where I'll solve the puzzles from 2016, 2017, and 2018. And then the description also contains links to the other videos in the series. So I will have a link in the show notes to the first video in the series. And you can, if you're interested, you can follow the links to the rest of them from his description. I found them interesting. Nice little puzzles. You know, they're not secure, the 3D printed locks, but it's all about the puzzles. So definitely worth checking out, I think. All right, moving on to meetups. We have a new session at the Hardware.io Hardware Security Conference and Training in the Netherlands, the Physical Intrusion Workshop by Alexandre Trifault. Hardware I.O. appears to have training days October 25th through the 27th and a conference days on the 28th and 29th. The Physical Intrusion Workshop appears to be part of the training days and is scheduled for October 27th, 6 to 7 p.m. The conference is taking place at the Hotel NH Den Haag in the Netherlands. And, of course, links in the show notes. And also we have part of the Eco Party Security Conference 2021 is the Lockpick AR space. The conference takes place the 2nd through the 6th of November, and it's an online conference. It says Echo Party is the meeting point for InfoSec community. Join the largest hacking conference in Latin America. Talks in English and Spanish with live translations, workshops, activities, networking challenges, visuals, music, and more. Tickets for ECO 2021 are now available. And then there is Sector 2021 Security Education Conference. I don't see any lockpicking content on the schedule, but I figured I'd mention it in this week's episode at least. This year, Sector 2021 has been planned as a hybrid event, having both physical in-person event, following COVID restrictions, of course, and a virtual event. November 3rd through the 4th, 2021 at the Metro Toronto Convention Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And of course, coming up real soon, we have SyncCon, October 18th through the 22nd at the Utah Valley Convention Center, Provo, Utah. Keynote speakers, Lockpicking Lawyer and Stephanie Carruthers. October 22nd through the 24th is the MLA Expo 21 at Telford International Center in Telford, UK. And November 12th through the 14th is Lock Camp in Lockhart State Park at Lockhart, Texas. And we've got some interesting new products this week. The first one is the key reader cards from Law Lock Tools. The description on the site reads, Our depth and space key reader cards are designed to quickly decode a specific key code in the field or in the workshop. 
Simply insert the key and slide it to the depth gauge to read off the code for each position. And here's the interesting part. You can also use the key space gauge holes to check that the space is correct by aligning the key shoulder up to the side of the card and make a quick visual check through the holes. Very useful aid for impressioning locks and ideal for locksmiths or locksport users who may need to repin a lock to a given code. And there currently looks like there are four different versions for different regions of the world. We have one for the US, which covers Schlage, American, Master, and Quickset. Then a UK version that covers Iseo, Mila, Chubb, Union, and Gigi, or Eva. I'm probably mispronouncing all those. Then there's the EU version, which covers Tessa Gainsborough, CEF, NEMEF, ABIS, CISA, and BKS. And then there's the Australian version, which covers Schlage, Yale, Master, and Lockwood. So links to all of those product pages will be in the show notes if you're interested. And Multipick finally got back in touch with Culper Woodhull on his request for the Elite G Pro Dimple Pick number 11. And it is now available. It has launched and is also available as a replacement pick tip. Although the replacement page still currently says replacement picks 1 through 10. If you click on the replacements link in the website, scroll down, you will find Dimple Picks numbers 1 through 11. You can also get it as a full pick with the handle if you should choose. I will have a link in the show notes in case you've been waiting for that. And I may have already covered these in the past, but I'm not really sure. But Multipick put out a new tweet about the three new elite lockpick sets designed by Christina Palmer. I thought I would mention them here just in case I hadn't already. And I'll just read real quick one the first paragraph off of the description of each one. The Multipick Elite Beginner Pick Set, 13 pieces, Christina Palmer. 0.6. I assume that's the thickness. It says this particular pick set, tailored for ambitious beginners, was designed in 2020 by Christina Palmer according to her mathematical and technical calculations for the most common pick profiles. And that's the uh, same description on all three of them. But the other two are the Multi Pick Elite Medium pick set, 27 pieces in 0.4 and 0.6. And the Multipick Elite Advanced pick set 40 pieces in 0.4 and 0.6. Links to all of those in the full show notes at theloxsportscast.com. Moving on to the Lockpickers United belts this week, we have two new purple belts. We have Droma Seat and Steven Dynamics. We have one new brown belt, Plaz 7. And we have one new black belt announcement says, please welcome, do not duplicate to the rank of black belt. He chose to pick the EVA Duel and the EVA 3KS. For his quests, he chose to do impressioning and safe cracking. Congratulations to all of you. For any of you not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are links in the show notes to the official page with all the rules, as well as some videos that will explain all the details for those of you who don't want to read. So with that, I'd like to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. First off, we'll say thank you to the Patreon subscribers. We have Meddler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, PH Picker, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Cherell, Patty Cakes, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cool Tune, 
Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lock Picker, Real Tater, JHP Picking. Chief content producer for this episode is iFisk again. Other content producers are Cherell, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Copra Woodhill, Dr. Hogmaster, Good Guy, aka B&E A to Z, Holly, I'm Gumby, Jeff and Things, Jimmy Longs, Michael Gilchrist, Mick 777, Oz, Mr. Black Magic, Pocket Woman, Rain, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for your help. And that credit for I'm Gumby applies to this episode. The uh, credit at the beginning was for the last episode, but he also submitted some stuff for this episode. So thank you very much. I really appreciate all of the support. And just remember that this show is only possible because of that support. So if you value this podcast, please help support it. The most important way you can possibly help sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, any news you have that's Locksport related that you think the community would benefit from knowing, please send it in. Even if you think everybody else has sent it to me, they probably haven't. If you're sure that I've heard it somewhere, I probably haven't. Send it in. The community really needs to know about all the different facets of what's going on. And the only way to do that is to kind of collect it all in one place because everybody kind of goes to their own little corners. They're in Reddit, they're in the Discord, they're on Facebook. They don't necessarily intermingle everywhere. So it's good to just spread that information everywhere. And I'm trying to do that with this podcast. So please help me out with that. You can send all of that information to podcast at the locksportscast.com or any of the other contact methods listed in the show notes or the YouTube description. You can also go to thelocksportscast.com slash support to find all the different ways to support the show. Some other ways you can support, you can share the show with your lockpicking friends, either in person or online. You can leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or leave a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube or Odyssey. You can subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube or Odyssey channel. You can donate if you want on PayPal or subscribe on Patreon. If you do subscribe on Patreon, you do get a private RSS feed that gives you the audio version a little bit early, about a day before everybody else gets it. That's all I really do for them. Financial contributions are not necessary, but much appreciated. If you do support the show with a donation or information that I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and on the show notes, just like I have the people that I just mentioned earlier. And don't forget, you can send feedback if there's something you would like me to know or something you'd like shared on the show you can send it to the same contact information that you would send any other news and that can be in the form of a note a video or an audio recording as long as you keep it reasonable length polite work and family safe and no politics and no drama just for drama's sake i can uh, share it on the show we'll move on to a quick locksmith story this is another one from the american key supply stories just a quick one it says the craziest locksmith experience I ever had was probably the couple that met clandestinely deep in a wooded area. They managed to lose the keys to the vehicle they took off the beaten path to avoid detection. This was before cell phones, so it took a long time to find them. Fortunately, it was an easy car to fit a key to. It must have taken them over an hour to walk somewhere to find a payphone. All I know is that they were sure glad to see me. I hope they got home before their respective spouses missed them. Moving on to criminal stories. First up, we have Lakeport man booked into jail after several arrests from the Lake County News, Lakeport, California. 
And it says, a Lakeport man arrested numerous times over the past month was booked into Lake County Jail on Friday after being found with an expensive mountain bike that's believed to have been stolen as well as methamphetamine. On September 19th, shortly after 4.30 p.m., Lakeport police officers were dispatched for a report of a male working on a vehicle that didn't belong to him. Officers arrived on scene and contacted the man who was actively working on the reported vehicle. The police department said that the officers determined through their investigation that he was not the owner of the vehicle and did not have any legal connection to the vehicle to be working on it. The suspect further admitted to trying to, quote, get the vehicle. The officers placed him under arrest for tampering with the vehicle and possession of burglary tools. Due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic bail-related restrictions, officers were unable to have him booked into Lake County Jail and issued him a criminal citation and released him. Just after 10.30 p.m. on Thursday, officers were patrolling when they observed the same man riding a bicycle without any lights or reflectors in violation of the California Vehicle Code. Officers attempted to stop him using lights on their patrol vehicle, but he continued riding and then turned and rode through an unpaved alley. Officers attempted to pursue him on foot while verbally commanding him to stop. They ultimately lost sight of him as he continued north. The officers then conducted a search of the area and located the suspect sitting behind a residence and placed him under arrest. During a search of his person and belongings, following the arrest, officers located 0.9 grams of suspected methamphetamine as well as methamphetamine paraphernalia. Officers also located suspected burglary tools, including lock picks. He was transported to the police department where he was issued a criminal citation and released as he was again not bookable due to the current COVID-19 related bail schedule. On Friday, another Lakeport officer observed the same suspect in a fenced area of a closed business. The officer noted that the suspect had walked away from a large black dirt bike gear bag. Police said the officer moved closer to the bag and realized that it matched the description of stolen property that had been reported to the police department earlier in the day. The bag and the items it contained, which mostly consisted of dirt bike-related gear, were valued to be worth approximately $2,000. The officer detained the suspect, and additional Lakeport police officers responded to the scene. Officers contacted the victim of the theft and were able to confirm that the items were those that had been reported stolen. A further search of the bag containing the reported stolen items yielded additional suspected methamphetamine and methamphetamine paraphernalia. The suspect was then placed under arrest again. Police said those crimes were not bookable due to current California laws. However, due to his history of recent arrests and suspected criminal activity, officers believe that he would continue to victimize Lakeport residents if not booked into jail. Officers contacted the Lake County Superior Court judge to apply for a bail increase. The bail increase was granted and officers finally transported the suspect to the Lake County Jail. Authorities said he was booked without further incident on charges of felony possession of stolen property, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of controlled substance paraphernalia with the bail set at $15,000. He just wasn't going to stop until they put him behind bars. Wow. Meth will do that to you people. Just don't start. Please, don't. Don't do it. The next article is entitled Man Charged with Stealing Mail at Dededo Housing Complex. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but this was written by Nick Delgado for the Guam Daily Post. 
It says a man is facing charges in the district court of Guam after being accused of stealing mail from Summertown Estates in Dededo. The man is charged with theft of mail and a federal magistrate's complaint was filed against him. According to court documents, a maintenance worker told the Postal Inspection Service that there had been a break-in at the neighborhood collection delivery unit on the property. Security camera footage showed a man apparently using a lockpick to open the mailboxes. The man was also seen sleeping inside a blue Toyota RAV4 on the property. Officers with the Guam Police Department responded and made the arrest. The suspect allegedly admitted to investigators that he broke into the mailboxes early Tuesday morning and that he had broken into the boxes on three or four other occasions over the last few months. He said he would sell the stolen items at the flea market to make money to provide for his family. The man also allegedly told authorities that he broke into mailboxes two or three times while living at the Summertown Estates. Caught on camera, lockpicking. So that's definitely a thing. Kind of feel bad for this one if he's telling the truth and he was doing it to provide for his family. Says that he broke into him two or three times while living at the Summertown Estates, which makes me think that he now doesn't live there anymore. And he was sleeping in his vehicle, so he may have fallen on hard times and I always feel bad for people like that. With that, we move on to sales. So we'll go back to the redteamtools.com. When the site relaunches, use the code redteamoctober for 10% off all purchases for the rest of October. Over at thinkpeterson.com, the code for October is L877022R. That code will be in the show notes in case you didn't catch it here, but it's Lima877022 Romeo. It's good for 20% off with a minimum purchase of $50 or more. They also are still having their closeout sale on the high durometer rubber picks. So you can check those out while you're there. Over at Matt's Lock Pit, all picks are on sale. I don't know when he's stopping the sale, but it's still going while I was over there. So mattslockpit.com, 3dlocksport.com. 10% off with the code LSCAST10. MakeoLocks.com, 15% off with the code BuyMako. UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. And as we move on to giveaways, we have a new giveaway this week. Hogmaster13 on YouTube, also known as Dr. Hogmaster, put out a video entitled Dr. Hogmaster's Sesquicent Scriber Pick a Lock Wrong Giveaway of Dimple Picks and Locks. That's quite a name. Said, I'm doing a giveaway until sometime in November where the challenge is to post a video where you pick a lock wrong. The prize package is a set of Goso dimple picks, a few dimple locks, and a couple of lock holders and pinning trays. The giveaway is a celebration of hitting 150 subscribers. The rules, post a video of you picking a lock wrong. Creative interpretations of this are welcome. Put the hashtag in the title of your video, and the rules are subject to change at his whim, he says. And his demonstration of, of picking a lock wrong is using two lock picks instead of a pick and a tension wrench. But he says, creative interpretations. Find your own version of picking a lock wrong, make a video, and submit it with the hashtag to be entered in his giveaway. Sounds like a fun one. And of course, CLK supplies weekly giveaways with their hashtag lock boss giveaway 
Lots of prizes given away over there. You might want to check it out. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the monthly giveaway for my custom Packlock 100 Days is currently suspended indefinitely until the state of the world's shipping gets back under control. So remember to send me any information you have that's Locksbar related. Even if you don't think it's important, it might just be the bit of information I need to complete some other story I'm working on. If not, no harm done. I would rather have way too much information. I would like to be flooded with information and have to sort through it all than run short and not be able to put out an episode uh, on any given week. So I really, really appreciate all of your help. And please remember to keep it legal. Legal. 